The Athletic. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Well, pre-season's given us loads to get excited about, not least some of the young Liverpool stars that could well write some personal headlines for the first team in the coming months and years. So on this Red Agenda Extra, with myself, Kiever O'Neill, and Academy product first-team sensation Neil Meller, we're going to look at who's ready for the next step, which players could fulfil their Liverpool dreams, and why Jurgen Klopp is so invested in youth. Elliot, Gordon, Beck, Bradley, the list goes on. Let's talk to the guys a little bit about it. Uh, firstly, w- warm welcome to Neil. You okay, Neil? Yeah, thanks very much. Debut. Debut, yeah. And, well, and, and you're the perfect person to talk about the Academy. I think Kiva was delighted as well. She's been covering the Academy for, you know, the Athletic. But uh, I think just from our perspective, someone who's been in there and understands what it can do for young players, just kick us off. Have we, have we got a special group of players at this Academy? Do, do you know what? We always have talented players there's, there's no doubt about that I, th- I think what's changed over the sort of recent years in, in my opinion certainly from my time at the academy is the first team manager he, he really believes in the young players and also the fact with Alex Inglethorpe the, the academy in the first team are a lot closer closer than perhaps they've been since we moved sites to the academy from from um, from Melwood so so now the first team are on the same site as the academy, the connections there. And so we're starting to see more opportunity for the young players. I think it's given everyone a huge lift. And I think that's perhaps why we're thinking there is more talent maybe coming through than perhaps in previous years, when I think for those reasons, that may be the reason. You've had a close eye on it for a year, haven't you, Kiva? I know you've always been interested in the academy, but particularly so in the, in the last year. As you've got closer to it, do you see it in a different light in terms of the, the players that the academy is breeding? Yeah, definitely. I think Neil will be fed up with me because I know he keeps a close eye on it himself. So I'm always calling him about one player or another. Um, but being there and seeing it like in person is totally different to when you watch it on LFC TV or you read about these players. You know, you, you can see the talent there. But obviously, you know, all that pressure that comes with it as well. Because, I mean, any time I ever do a piece on an academy player, you know, people will comment like you're hyping them up or you shouldn't do that. And it's like, we need to talk about the great work that's being done at the academy. And, you know, most of these players have got, uh, you know, enough about them to sort of deal with that. But as Neil probably knows firsthand, that can be difficult as well. You know, when everyone's talking about, yeah, um, some players I think deal with it better than others. Um, Harvey Elliott's probably a great example of a player who's just dealing with it really, really well. He's just, you know, got his shoulders back. You could see him at Anfield the other night. You know, he was the last off the pitch applaud and the fans. He seems to be really just enjoying being part of this. And I think that's the approach that these players have to take. The likes of Jake Kane and Leighton Clarkson, you know, they were pretty much with the first team all season last season. 
because of the injuries. And, you know, that was, um, you know, as much as it was difficult losing Van Dyke and all those players, it has a knock-on effect in a positive way for the academy. And these players sort of get the chance to step up a little bit. So that'll, you know, those players going to the first team means that 18, under 18s will go to the under 23s and, you know, everyone's getting their opportunities and, you know, it is it is really insightful when you're there and just seeing how it all works. Um, I think, you know, the, there's so many people that are intriguing, like Vitor Matos, who, who Liverpool brought in you know, a couple of years ago now, maybe from Porto. Um, he's the elite development coach who obviously sort of, I think he plays, I think Klopp calls him the connector, doesn't he? Because he sort of just connects the two, the academy. But as Neil mentioned, you know, they're now on the same site, which makes it, a hell of a lot easier for Klopp to drop in, which he did quite a bit, you know, towards um, the end of last season. Neil, you could probably associate with a lot of the emotions maybe Harvey Elliott's going through, although Harvey obviously came from elsewhere and has then started his time at the academy. Maybe it was, it was a longer run for you. Emotionally, how do you, how does he deal with it, with the pressure that's on his shoulders at the young age he is and the expectation? You probably had a similar thing, didn't you? Yeah, do you know what you always see, don't we? Over the, over the years, is the next Gerard, is the next whatever Fowler, or, or and I always feel as though it's an unfair added pressure that these young players are given. Whereas with Harvey, I'm really sure anyone's compared to anyone. They're just sort of saying, well, "What an absolute sensation he is," and he has been since he arrived. I've really enjoyed watching him. I think what's maybe different with, with Harvey to a lot of the academy players is. He's gone straight in training with the first team. You know, a lot of them sort of start, start 18s, 23s, don't they, before developing, kicking on to the first team. Whereas Harvey's been straight involved with, with the first team, which is slightly different because he's got that ability. But also the pressure will always be there. So, so for Harvey to, to establish himself and really fulfil the potential he has, which I think we all believe he, he certainly has, and he's shown that, hasn't he, this preseason. It's going to be that mentality now. How does he deal with going from playing in the Championship last season where there wasn't the pressure, let's be honest. Blackburn Rovers weren't expected to be promoted. He was pretty much not guaranteed a game, but with the right attitude, he knew he was, <coughs> his game time was there. Now he's a back at Liverpool. You could see it in the pre-season game. I think it was against, um, which one was it? It was uh, Athletic Club. I'm getting, there were so many, wasn't there? Athletic Club, but it was Athletic Club. And he's looking around thinking, I'm here. This is where I want to be. I've been a supporter. I love this football club. And that's where the added pressure is. And it'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. Now, he's, he's dealt with that in pre-season. He's got top pros around him. He's got great coaching staff. He's, he's had that at the academy. And that will be the thing that will really set him aside to whether he becomes a top-class Liverpool first-team player or not. That mentality. He's got the ability. I think we've all seen that. So that will be interesting to see how he handles that. And uh, he's still a very, very young man. I'm sure mistakes will happen along the way. But it's about how he deals with that and responds to that. I think that's really interesting. You said at the start, I don't know what Kiva thinks on this. You know, no one's comparing him to anyone. But why is that? Because we, we see with all the others, don't we? We saw it with Rianne Brewster when he was in the academy. We even saw it with Trent when he was come through. Why, why is no one actually saying Harvey Elliott is going to be this in his career? And what do you think he will be? Because he probably made his um, debut for Fulham at, what was it, 15? You know, he had to get changed in another dressing room for safeguarding reasons because he was literally a child he like left school that day and played for Fulham in I think was at the League Cup in the night so since then he's always just been his own name it's Harvey Elliott who's the youngest player you know to to 
to play for Fulham and to make a lot of those appearances. So I think he sort of set his own tone from there, which, you know, players like that tend to do. And then when you watch him, I don't think you can compare him to anyone because he's sort of just, I don't know, there's no player that springs to mind other than him, which is, you know, I didn't actually think of it until Neil said that, but we haven't compared him to anyone because he's almost uncomparable. You can't compare his talent to anyone else, which I think would be, you know, the types of players that don't get compared are the players that future players will get compared to. <laughs> I I heard a clip of Rob Palmer commentating the other day, who does Sky Sports La Liga, and it, it was his goal from when Messi scored his, his first goal. And I, I put myself in his head and I was thinking, I wonder if he knew, had any idea at that stage of what Messi was, was capable of. What? When you look at Harvey now, Neil, I know it's a it's a big statement to make, but where can he go? He can go to to being a, a first team regular for Liverpool, and 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 the fans will will appreciate the quality he has. I think he can be he can play in different positions. He can play high right hand side, which we've seen. He can play in midfield because he's a clever player, intelligent player. He's a creative player. He'll score goals. He'll create goals. You know, we're all excited about him because he's what is he now eighteen burst onto the same pre-season and we're all hopeful that he can establish himself and save Liverpool a lot of money. You know, he was one of the best players in the Championship last season and the, the, the only other similar player in terms of contributing to goals was Buendia at Norwich and he went for over 30 million quid. You know, and a lot of fans are sort of saying, "And are we going to replace Genie Wijnaldum? Who are we going to bring in? Well, well, this kid's worth over 30 million quid. He's a top class player. So, so why not give him that opportunity? I think with a first team manager like Klopp, he may well be tempted to do that because he's shown he does believe in, in the youth um, if they are good enough. And I, I do believe Harvey's good enough. So, so we'll get a chance this season, Neil? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think at the start of pre-season, many people thought, you know what, he may go back out and loan again. And it could be a Premier League club because he did so well in the Championship last season. But I think... Because of his attitude, his quality, his contribution in pre-season, I think a decision's got to be made there. And, I, and personally, I think he's probably done enough to certainly start against Norwich and um, and stake a claim to be involved this season. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be starting every game, but I think he's done enough to certainly contribute, like Curtis Jones did last year. Curtis Jones played 34 times for Liverpool in all competitions. And I think Harvey could perhaps have something similar in terms of uh, this season because there's a lot of games to play. Kiva, if his name was on the starting eleven against Norwich, what would you think? It would shock no one, would it? I think after seeing his performance in Anfield the other night and just generally any time you watch him, he's just so impressive. And I know, like Neil says, the pressure wasn't quite there at Blackburn as it would be at Liverpool, but he was like bossing that team. Anytime I went to watch him play or seeing him, you know, he was the, the playmaker, he was the go-to. There was, you know, 26 to, to you know, 30-year-old players passing him the ball because they knew, you know, this kid's got something in his feet. It's it's magic. Let, let's go to Cade Gordon, another uh, prodigious talent. Saw him against Osasuna at Anfield. There's a guy, what, 16 years old? Uh, just give us the headlines on for those who maybe don't know more about him, Kiva. Just give us his, his background and why he's so special. Yeah, he came through at Derby's academy, and I think he was being looked at by a number of clubs. Um, Liverpool 
got in there and managed to to get a move for him in January. I think he's still 16, so he'll sign professional terms when he turns 17 in October, I think. Um, You'd imagine that'll be a three-year deal, which is normally what I think the maximum you can sign when you're 17. And then the following year, Liverpool will want to tie him down to a five-year deal, you would imagine. Um, Yeah, just such an exciting talent. He can play across that front three. Um, I think he's particularly good on the wing, um, but as an attacking midfielder as well, on the right, he's just uber talented. You know, when um, he he signed for Liverpool in January, I chatted to people at Derby about him and, you know, the academy manager there was like, you know, he's, you know, everyone here sort of is, the the, the phrase I kept sort of getting bandied about was um, the best 16-year-old in the country right now. And, you know, having watched him play for Liverpool's under-18s, and I think he made some appearances for the under-23s towards the end of last season. He, he is a very talented player. And I think, you know, there's, there's quotes from um, Simon Hughes's interview with Trent Alexander-Arnold, which is on The Athletic today, um, saying that, you know, Trent saying how frightening Cade, Gordon and Harvey Elliott are, like, you know, their talent, which I think speaks a lot for, for both of those players. How do you balance his mindset, Neil? So he's, he's 16. He's, he's appeared at Anfield in front of 40,000. But the, the realism is he's going back to the academy, isn't he, for the season? What, what do Alex Inglethorpe and the rest of the, the coaching staff do there to keep him grounded but advancing in the right way? Yeah, I'm not sure he will go back to the academy. I think he'll play, train a lot with the first team this season. Uh, I, think, um, I think he will have time at the academy with the 23s. Um, he's only 16. You have to look, you have to remind yourself just how young he actually is. 16, a little bit like Harvey, you're thinking, Wow, he's so mature, he's so advanced for his age. Um, I mean, I mean, at what... 16, you weren't thinking, I'm stepping up and training with the first team, were you? I don't think many players at 16 are thinking that. I think what they're thinking is, right, I'm adjusting to, to full time football because that's the first time many 16 year olds are training full time. Um, and, and getting used to that added pressures of that um, being paid for the first time and all those sorts of things so he's way, way advanced and perhaps he is the best 16 year old in the country I don't know but with that becomes pressure and again it's that mentality how does he deal with that he's had a brilliant pre-season I watched him for the 18s last year and thought wow this kid's top top class couldn't play in the youth cup because he was youth um cup tied could have well made a big difference in the uh, in the youth cup. by the way Harvey Elliott could have played in that youth cup final and, and again that would have made a big difference in, in that final against Aston Villa then he's then he couple of games for the 23s and again contributing standing out that's why he went on the pre-season tour and I think when you can make it a, um when you can make it the first team players noticed who you are, which is what you want as a young player. I, I want to earn their trust. I want to get noticed. He He's done that <laughs> at 16. And again, it's a question of what's ahead for, for Gordon this season? Does he stay with the first team, train with the first team? Or does he maybe go out and loan? I, I, I think the January window would be maybe a better window for Gordon to go out and loan rather than this window. I think there'll be lots of championship clubs desperate to take him. Uh, obviously, Blackburn are trusted because of what they did with Harvey Elliott. There'll be other clubs. Less pressure clubs, I think, are important in the championship rather than teams that are demanding promotion in, in the first time back, which I, I think can be difficult for a lot of young players going out on loan. Um, so, so I think this is a decision to be made there, but it's credit to Gordon how well he's done pre-season to say, 
I can handle being in this first team environment and really stood out in pre-season. So I think he'll continue to train with the first team. He'll have little spells with the 23s, I'm sure, training and playing games as well. And I think maybe in January, it may come a point where he's thinking, I need maybe more senior football and, and go out and get some loan football. Kiva, we were at the Osasuna game and he had a massive moment, didn't he? <laughs> Which didn't quite get the finish he wanted. I think the, there was an offside called anyway. But, it, you know, that, that will be in his head, I think. I think it, it was one where it just captivated the entire crowd. It was one-on-one through with the Osasuna keeper. felt like a moment, didn't it, that it was going to happen for him. I'm kind of glad he missed because then the offside flag went up and I wouldn't like to have, you know, seen that elation. Um, and then, obviously, his reaction spoke for itself. He just dropped to his knees and knowing what an opportunity that was. And I think, you know, the more he has that experience, the more he'll find that sort of the deadly touch that, you know, we've, we've seen from him at the academy because he just does look like, you know, anytime he's bearing down on goal, like he's going to do something special. Um, there's, there's not many players like that that you kind of just look at and think, someone passing the ball because I just want to play, want to watch him play football. And, you know, he's, Gordon's definitely one of those young players. When you're a striker at the academy, Neil, come on, I mean, they're the, they're the gems, aren't they? You, got, you can hold your hands up. That's what the club wants. They want the goal getters that, like you. Um, do you. Do you know or do you understand your, your value? I think you you know your value when you look at how many goals you score at the end of the season. I'll always say that about a centre forward. How many goals did you score? That's pretty much the only question mm. I used to get asked, and it'll be the same. But the difference is now it's more of a attacking players, isn't it? A front three. So so we're talking about Harvey Elliott, Gordon, and their class as attacking players as opposed to that real out and out centre forward. The out and out centre forward that we've had coming through the academy over the years has been few and far between. If we're being honest, I think Leighton Stewart is one where. We're looking at as as a possibility. He's had a couple of injuries now, big setbacks after absolutely flying, um, and, and he would have been one of those players who would have wanted to have been on that preseason tour this uh, this summer, but for his uh, his injuries. But yes, us centre forward, Steve, we're selfish because we take responsibility. You and are. Love- Love scoring goals. There's no better feeling whatsoever. You can do the hard work. You can beat your defenders. Square it to me, and I'll put it in and, and run off, and probably not even thank you. That's it, isn't it? You're just one of a kind. Uh, let's go to a different player, Leighton Clarkson. Um, so in the past, Jürgen described him, Kiva, as, as one of the biggest talents in the club. Again, that's a big thing to have on your shoulders, isn't it? Um, his nickname is, is Philip Larm. So again, that's not bad. Now, he, he's one, and Neil was talking about training with the first team or training with the academy, and I don't quite know how it works at the, you know, up there at Kirby now because essentially it's all on one site. But is he going to be spending far more time with the first team? I mean, last season he was pretty much, a, you know, there all the time. He must have had his own, if he, if he drives, he definitely had his own parking space because he was there constantly, him and Jake Kane. Um, I think it's interesting because he's 19 and I, I'd be interested to hear Neil's thoughts on this. Just, I don't know, you've had that season now where you've been in and around the first team. Is it alone now a good thing? You think he'd be 10 and 20 at some point this year? Uh, is this the right time or do you hold off and just keep him about? Like I, with obviously the injuries that happened last season, it was great to have him around. And, you know, he, he did take up time on the bench and obviously got his Champions League debut and stuff like that. But I don't know, do you do you loan him out? Do you keep him around to not play? Because he's probably not going to play a lot of academy football if he is around the first team. So does that sort of stunt your, your, your growth and development a little bit? Yeah, no, I'm with you, swaying towards that alone move. I think he's ready for that. I think players can 
Some players need a loan, loan move, some players don't. We've seen that in the past, haven't we? You look at Curtis Jones, who's not had a loan spell and really developed being around the first team players. This is what's expected at Liverpool Football Club. What's unique and why I think for some young players, I wouldn't be in a rush to have a loan is because Liverpool now have got some of the best players in the world and the environment is one of the best team environments in world football. And for that reason, you can learn and develop an awful lot more with those standards and perhaps going out alone in a championship side thinking, wow, what is this place all about? Yes, you mature, you grow up, you get senior football. But when you're in a winning environment like Liverpool have and a really strong environment, it's difficult, difficult to leave. Now, I look at um, Leighton Clarkson and think he's got a bit of pre-season minutes under his belt. I thought he did really well with the 23s when he played at times last season. Like you say, trained a lot with the first team. But if I'm a championship club, I'm saying, I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll give him that game time so he can learn, develop in the championship, which is a brilliant league, and then come back to Liverpool as a better player. So that'll be a decision for him, for the club. But I certainly think there'll be a lot of offers saying, we are ready to take you. I know Pep Linders in particular was, you know, big on his, his laser vision, I think. Um, I was told, you know, he can see the whole of the pitch, which is you know, massive. And when you, you watch him at Anfield the other night, he's, he is so slight and that might be a concern for some people thinking, well, he's, you know, a defensive midfielder by trade. You know, I think Liverpool very much see him as a, a number six, but I think it's, you know, I, I think his, his skill set is above just his physical, you know, that I think that's difficult as well. That's something we should probably chat about. Like some players don't maybe aren't tall enough or big enough and that and that's kind of like sometimes we we judge them in that way I'm sure Neil will know a little bit more about that he's aggressive though you know I remember his red card against Man United last year in the 23s he was bossing the game we're 5-1 up it's a bit of a silly incident he gets himself involved in uh, learns from that we end up winning the game 5-3 but, but, but he can mix it when he needs to with that aggression I think with loan moves and a lot of people think go out and loan you've got to get that right loan move because honestly the expectation with some of the teams in that championship are we've got to get promoted we've got to be in the promotion mix and if a young player goes out on loan and maybe isn't quite doing so well he may not, may not play the minutes that, that he's thinking and he wants to for his development so that's why you've got to pick that loan club so carefully and and that was why Blackburn was so perfect for Harvey Elliott last year because like I say the pressure they're not expected to be in the top six he's going to get the game time and it could be similar something similar for Clarkson this, this, this interestingly year. as well Clarkson is a Blackburn Rovers fan he's from Clitheroe and he's a big Rovers fan so I know, that, that could be perfect, nice perfect link for him Linking him. That'll be next on The Athletic. <laughs> uh, look, we, we've only got five more minutes with, with Neil, so I just want to check quickly. Is, is there any other youngsters in your head, Neil, that, that will make that step up this season that you think are standout academy players? To the first team? Yeah. Um, look, look at last year. You've got Curtis, Jones, Reese Williams, Nat Phillips, Kelleher, Clarkson, Trent, Nico, all playing first-team football. That was a lot of first-team um, academy graduates this year I think Connor Bradley at 18 did extremely well consistently for the 23s um, played youth in the Youth Cup final as well I think he will have a good season for the 23s Owen Beck we've seen glimpses of him in pre-season being really impressed with him in, in, in the 23s again he may well get the odd little bit of game time League Cup Cup action. Um, is, it, is he Rush's great nephew or something? He's some sort of relative isn't he Ian Rush Owen Beck? The, the, yeah, is, it, is sure. that right, Kiva? What, what yeah, is I it? think he's his great nephew, which is interesting. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think 
you know, I think Rush tweeted something the other night, like congratulations when he obviously played at Anfield. Um, so yeah, it's definitely. I mean, that probably adds a little bit of pressure, Neil. Would you think? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But having said that, he's got the backing of one of the club's legends, hasn't he? Rushy always tweets about him, which is always uh, always very nice. So I've listed a few there for you. A couple more to maybe keep an eye out for. We never saw Muzalovsky in pre-season, but I'm sure he'll have uh, a decent transition to the 23s from the 18s. He's a slightly different attacking player, which who did very well in the Youth Cup last season. Um, Waltman will stay with the 18s. He'll bang in a few goals. Stewart, when he's back fully fit, hitting the back of the net again for the uh, for the 23s. So um, I've listed quite a few there who hopefully will have good seasons for the academy. Right, and finally, just before you go, James Pierce has written a piece looking at the business side of the academy. So it obviously exists to develop talent and to feed the first team, but it also exists to generate income perhaps on a, on a wider level. So if you're Trent, you're Curtis, you're uh, Quivine, Nico, you, you get to stay, but your Harry Wilsons, your Rianne Brewsters have moved on. Is that really tough when you're an academy player and actually you don't know whether you're going to make the grade or whether you're good enough to make just that extra 1% step to be a first teamer? I, th- I think when you arrive at Liverpool, the dream is to play for Liverpool, isn't it? And then you realise that, OK, if I'm not good enough for Liverpool Football Club, well, I still want to have a career in the game. And I think the academy staff certainly speak about that. I remember the, the first day I arrived at Liverpool, Steve Highway said to me, just so you know, congratulations, you're signing for Liverpool. Um, you will leave this football club. So I've just arrived and, and he's telling me I'm going to leave this football club. He said, it may be a year, it may be three years. You may be lucky and have a longer, five, 10 years, whatever it is, but you will leave this football club. So be prepared for that. In other words, make the most of your time here, but be the best you can be to, to enjoy that time. And, and for a lot of young players, they don't make it in the first team, but they do go on to have decent careers in the game. And, and we'll see that, you know, there's a number of players who've gone out on loan again this season. Lewis has gone out on loan. Glatzel's gone out on loan. Liam Miller's gone out on loan. And OK, maybe not at Liverpool's level, but will still go on and have decent careers in the game. So it's still a success for the academy to see that they have developed players to have careers in the game, even if they aren't quite good enough for Liverpool's Premier League, Champions League level. Were you pleased to see Rianne Brewster score for Sheffield United? I think, what, 1,300 minutes or something like that? Height to such a level for Liverpool, sold for a massive amount. What twenty three million, twenty three and a half? Couldn't I like, find yeah, it. I did like being. It. You know, we're talking about young strikers coming through. He was one of them, wasn't he? He was in that under seventeen England World Cup winning squad with Foden and who else was in there? Hudson Odoi, um, Sancho, and he he was the Golden Boot winner. So I think a lot was certainly expected about Ryan Brewster. The injury he sustained at Man City. I watched that game in the twenty threes. His ankle. He was out for almost a year. It was a really serious injury and it takes time to come back from those sort of injuries. It's took him perhaps a little bit longer than he thought. He's had to um, he's had to wait a long time for his first Sheffield United goal, which was a surprise. Um, did the business in the Championship previously with Swansea, so he knows he's good enough for that level. And he may well have to get another 20 goals this season in the Championship to come back again in the Premier League. I, I believe Rian Brewster will play Premier League football and score goals. Um, and whether that's in a couple of years, in a few more years, I think he's got that ability to score goals when he is injury-free. So those those doubting that fee are, are probably wrong. He will actually reach at the, the moment, level. At the moment, if you don't score a goal in 12 months, you're thinking, why have I paid that? But I think time will tell and he will prove to, to show why, why they've spent that money. Yeah. Right, we'll continue on this pod. But Neil, thank you very much uh, indeed for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
We're sponsored for this episode of Walk On by LinkedIn, so it's only right that we crowbar in a reference to Liverpool's super slick recruitment process while we talk them up. Because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like Arnie Slot, probably. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. In fact, on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash walk. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash walk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Mark Chapman. This is what we've got planned for you across the Athletic Podcast Network this season. The Ornstein and Chapman podcast has been rebranded as the Athletic Football Podcast. We'll release four episodes across the week as our journalists bring you the very best insight into the biggest stories in football and the business of sport. Michael Cox will continue to bring you the smartest analysis of all the big games in the Athletic Football Tactics podcast. Adam Hurry will now host two episodes of the Football Clichés podcast every single week with his usual take on the game. There's a brand new athletic FPL podcast with our fantasy football expert, the FPL General. Give you all the advice you need to stay ahead of your mates and top of the FPL rankings. And the Athletic Podcast Network is also home now to host of club-specific shows, some of which are going to be releasing multiple episodes every week. And we're now your destination, don't forget, for the Totally Football Show with James Richardson and the Totally Football League Show. And that is it. We can't fit any more in. All you've got to do is search for The Athletic in your podcast provider of choice or go to our podcast section on The Athletic app. Not surprisingly, with all of the stuff that I've just mentioned, The Athletic is now the world's biggest football podcast network. Thanks, Daniil. Brilliant insight, as always. I mean, just some some of the stuff he touches on there, Kiva, and Unless you're in the academy, unless you're a player, you don't really get it, do you? But he's been through that system. Yeah, I think he's not only been through the system and experienced it himself, but he's he's there every weekend. You know, you always see him. He's commentating for LFC TV or just probably there watching. You know, so he's got he's probably one of you know the, the best people to speak to about the academy, which is why I'm always calling him up, probably annoying him. I'm like, I can't get quotes from Neil Mellon <laughs> again, can I? Um, but he has just got such a, you know, a good eye on it. Um, so, yeah, really interesting to hear sort of his perspective on on that. And I'm sure, you know, he, he's probably a good mentor for some of those players, you know, when he does get a chance to to chat to them as well. Right. Let's, uh, let's touch on another player. There's some brilliant pieces on The Athletic at the moment. You mentioned, of course, um, the exclusive that Simon's done with Trent Alexander-Arnold. But for those who didn't catch up on your piece with Oakley Cannoneer, uh, incredible. So he's he's the ball boy who will struggle possibly to ever write a bigger headline in his playing career for something that he's done at a young age. So remind everyone. Yeah, obviously, um, Oakley Cannonier's name is, I mean, it's the name of a footballer, isn't it? He's surely got to make it because of that name. 
Um, fantastic. Obviously, he's the, the ball boy who threw the ball to Trent for corner taken quickly. Origi, um, you can't call that goal anything else, can you? Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, his name was in light ever since that. Um, you know, I think it's something that, you know, speaking to those around him, that he really enjoyed, you know, all that sort of publicity. It, di- it didn't really like, you know, he wasn't sort of focusing on it too much. He was focusing on his football because that's all he really wants to do. Um, he's a striker from Leeds. Um, he, he moved to the academy from, from Leeds United um, with his family. I think it was under 12s, potentially. Um, um, so, yeah, his, his mum and his two little brothers relocated to Liverpool, which is, you know, quite a big step to do. Um, but he's a Liverpool fan, so that, you know, this is his dream. Um, but I do think it's, it's interesting because, you know, he is the ball boy but he's so much more than that as well at the club you know and last season it was difficult for him because he had uh, back-to-back injuries which pretty much you know curtailed much of his season and this season you know he's sort of in a similar position Leighton Stewart was in at the beginning of last season which is you know he's going to be playing for the under 18s and by Christmas usually decisions are made whether you know you can make that step up to the under 23s that's kind of where he's at um you know having again spoke to, to people close to him it's now about getting getting minutes game time is massively important because you know as Neil mentioned before with Ray and Brewster when he missed that year you know this time this development is building up that that muscle memory, you know, it's you're really building a player. So, you know, to miss out on any time at this point, um, you know, it, it can be can be really bad um, for a player's development. But, you know, I guess we'll see him kick on this season and maybe, you know, shrug the, the ball boy status slowly but surely. Um, I think, you know, scoring around... It's going to be impossible, I mean, isn't it? Scor- I mean, that, that is it's most iconic, one of the most iconic moments in Anfield history now. Is it not the most iconic goal? I did write that in the piece, then I was like, I'll have to write one of the most because someone's going to comment saying it's not the most, but surely yeah. it is the most iconic goal ever scored at Anfield. And, you know, it was his unofficial pre-assist, which set it up. And um, so, you, you know, I think he's got that, foundation now he's got that piece of history but he should want more you know imagine him going on to win the Champions League or scoring it for Liverpool then you know that would be um I think then we'd be talking about him in a different different light and it'd be be nice but I think that you know that is very much a dream to score at Anfield so you know maybe even an assist would be nice wouldn't it rather than that little unofficial pre-assist the greatest one of all time might I add you're so right about his name as well, Oakley Cannoneer. It sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Uh, let, let's just touch on a couple of other players. We could go through so many players. but um, So, Reese Williams played an unexpected part last season, didn't he? Um, but, of course, a massive part, catapulted from the under-23s, ended up in that partnership with Nat Phillips, uh, played 19 games, uh, worked brilliantly. But his first team development is clearly now on the back burner, isn't it? So, where, where does Reese stand? Yeah, I think it's interesting because he come for last season was off the back of obviously that loan at Kidderminster Harriers where you know he'd done really well. That was in the, the non-league, wasn't it? At um many divisions down from where he was playing last season, which is incredible. And you know, we did sort of have that moment when he made his first appearance saying, you know, this is where he was he was playing, and you know, then people got bored of hearing that he was at Kidderminster and um, because he was playing that much and you know, to go from that to that, I mean, it's massive for his development, isn't it? I think he did show a lot of potential. He showed calm and grace, you know, considering playing for Liverpool at centre half, replacing 
Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez, even Joel Matip. That's like massive. Like how we even just sort of watched them and, you know, at times are really calm. I didn't really worry about them. I think that kind of shows, you know, um, you know, what he's about. So I think he, you know, a low move would probably be good for him. But then, you know, would Liverpool want to get get any defenders off the, the books this season with what happened last season? I'm sure they could recall him if if needed, but you know, I'm sure a loan would, would suit him. But also, you know, would he not want to just go and absolutely boss it for the under-23s, you know, be one of the, the main guys and take that experience as well from the first team, um, you know, to the to the lads around them at the under-23s. You know, he's someone now that they will look up to, which is crazy because, you know, he's, he's their age and, you know, he's their mate. So I think, you know, it's it's definitely probably a good thing to keep him around. But, you know, I think many clubs will be eyeing him, won't they, for, for a, loan, a loan move, considering, you know, play Premier League football and he play pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And is Billy Comessio pretty much in the 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 same bracket? Because of course he he had several first team bits of involvement as well. Yeah, it was a difficult season for the likes of Comessio and Seth Vandenberg, I thought, because Reese Williams had been promoted and you know it's difficult for the players that didn't get promoted to the first team almost because you know then people are sort of questioning whether they're good enough obviously we know Sepp went on loan to Preston and he's there again this season Um, with Cometti I think he you know he had a bit of a shaky start last season in pre-season and then he massively improved his performances just got so much better he looked stronger every time he watched them Um, so yeah I think it's going to be interesting now Obviously, bringing in Canate just pushes um, those young defenders just further down again. When last season, you know, they were through injuries pushed up. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, you know, he's another talented young defender, which, you know, um, has impressed Klopp in the past, as have um, many other young defenders at the club. Uh, Kiva, brilliant to chat through stuff in the last half hour revolving around um, the academy. Thanks, of course, to, to Neil Meller as well. Another mention for some of those articles online. Kiva's written about Liverpool having to turn back into mentality monsters to go toe-to-toe with Man City. And you've got that exclusive with Trent Alexander-Arnold, which Simon Hughes has done. The uh, headline on that, how vision training has made him a better defender and about mentoring Harvey Elliott, who we spoke about in depth. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, Kiva. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> No problems. The uh, the red agenda that was the red agenda extra, whatever you want to call it, red agenda two. Uh, we'll back, be back to the red agenda one next week, and of course that'll be after uh, day one of the football season at Norwich against Liverpool. See you after that. <laughs>